everyone, this is our last episode for season three and today it's just Branka and I and we're just chatting about what we've been up to, what work's been like, how we're kind of figuring this all out um, while we're in isolation and it's really just a casual chat so imagine you're sitting with us in a coffee shop when they're back open and we can sit in and yeah, put your feet up. We don't really have a a very uh, writey style, writey topic this week, do we? Not really. No, I think I'm all writied out. (laughs) To be honest, I think just with everything that's going on, like work, there's been a lot of writing. I don't know about you, but just my brain is like weekend. We're recording on a weekend, everybody. Yes, which we don't usually do. We don't usually do that. No, I like it. It's kind of relaxed. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I was was on the phone to... Um, a friend of mine this morning and I was like, I, yes, I totally understand that lots of things are merging into one and it's hard to tell like what day of the week it is and stuff. But you know what? I absolutely know when it's the weekend and I really feel when it's the weekend now. Yeah. <laughs> Me too, actually. Yeah. I like, look, I look forward to it more than before. I know yeah. it sounds crazy, but. An extra, for me, it's definitely the extra set of hands. Yeah. with my husband being home yeah for me it's the like not not in to do school wait let's start with the most important thing which is this past week and what you were up to this oh, past gosh. week <laughs> i turned 30 wow welcome in isolation welcome to the 30s thanks and guess what i'm feeling it <laughs> Um, I had a never ending glass of margarita on Wednesday night, which was my actual birthday as I did a zoom with some girlfriends in, um, Queensland oh, nice. and, um, felt a bit rough on Thursday morning. Not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> I was like, is this what 30 feels like? I don't like it. <laughs> I actually had like such a good day considering, you know, everyone's like, oh, I'm so sorry for you doing it in isolation. You don't have, cause I was yes. meant to have like all my friends and family come down um, for a celebration like a week before and um, oh. people were going to be staying for a few like a month I think my parents were going to stay because um, my daughter turns two in a couple of weeks and it was like I was a bit sad about that all not going yeah. ahead but um, everyone made me feel really special so yeah some happy so news cool. to come out of um, yeah quarantine the videos your friend sent you were really weird. Oh my gosh. So that was so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so um Thomas, my husband, put together this really beautiful video, like of all these compilations of people from Queensland and Oh, that's what okay, right. I thought they just yeah. sent you random Okay, no, no. No, no, <laughs> that so makes more a, sense. <laughs> it was a group of like family and some really close friends did um and Melbourne, sorry. Um they sent one in and a couple of <laughs> Well, I met them. They're my friends now, but I met them through my husband. Yeah. Um, did some really weird ones. If anyone <laughs> wants to see, like, I'm happy to share the video. Um, and it started with that. So I watched it at like 6 a.m. because my toddler got us up really early. And I was like, oh. what is going on? Like, I'm so confused. Um, but yeah, it's it was, the one with the, the weird upside, the upside down. down. Yeah. <laughs> So that was my friend Alana. God, it was so funny. I was cracking up. And then my brother did a really weird one as well. Yeah, that Um, that was cute. I thought that was really cute. My brother would not do something like that. It was adorable. I I know. It was really um, unexpected that he would put so much effort in. 
<laughs> but yeah, and there were some really nice ones from um, some of my best friends and my parents and stuff. And oh, that's so nice. Yeah. And then your friend who got a celebrity <gasps> to email you. Oh. Can we just can we just acknowledge, first of all, your friend who is not a writer She's but like not, should switch professions? <laughs> she is a nurse, so... Um, kudos to her because she's doing a much more important job that, than we do. Like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. She's like a cancer nurse. Um, and, but she just has this way with words and like she contacted Zoe Foster Blake. I don't know yeah. how or why it happened, but um, she sent me an email saying happy birthday. And I thought it was fake to start with. And I was like, show me proof, Anna. Um, and yeah. It was, it was so real. Beautiful. It was it was real, and I was in shock. And I think that's probably maybe why I sculled some margaritas. <laughs> yeah, gosh, I will treasure that forever. What have you been up to? It's been like a crazy, wild couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't even know how long it's been. People are saying oh, it's been four weeks. It's been six weeks. It's been I don't even know. I'm like- coming up to six weeks. I do know. Oh, okay. You do know. I feel like I'm scratching the weeks onto the wall with a nail. Yeah. Fair call. <laughs> like tallying them up. Fair call. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I put my kids out of school a bit earlier than, than the school oh, holidays. Cause right. you know, cause they brought the Victorian school holidays forward a week, but I had mine home the week before that. Yes. I remember well. when I was in Melbourne. Um, yes, that's right. You, that's because. Yeah your daughter was feeling unwell and you're like, I'm just going to keep her home. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it wasn't that the was virus. Ago. <laughs> no, it wasn't. That was so long ago. It, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I mean, now that I think about it, yeah, it was ages ago, but it's kind of just real. Yeah. And then going from school holidays, going into like homeschooling and yeah, we, that's my brain exploding. Yeah. Um, it's been, yeah, it's been very interesting and stressful. I would say it's been stressful and not in a way, like I've spoken to a few of my friends and everybody obviously is handling the whole homeschooling thing differently. Um, and yeah, I'm not, I'm not like, oh my God, we have to like do all the work and my kids are going to fall behind and none of that at all. But just more, uh, I, I'm still working full time. Mm full-time on well, my mm. usual hours which which was four days but now it's kind of <laughs> blown out to let like, into five days <laughs> oh more <laughs> like, seven days <laughs> well just because I'm I'm I, I can't do both and I don't think that I should be trying to you know I don't think I should be sitting there with a, a, a preppy and a grade three and then trying to like answer emails at the same time like nobody's gonna get my best mm. so I kind of you know I've separated my day out into this is when I focus on the school stuff with the kids and then this is when I do my work. And what does that look like, like in terms of like breaking um, it down? Well, we still get up sort of not like normal time as we would for school because I kind of wanted to keep some kind of a routine. Yeah. But I know a lot of people dress their kids like in their school uniforms and stuff just to like make it, you know, make it really like, okay, this is school time and this is, you know, let's not fall out of that routine. We don't necessarily we don't necessarily even get dressed um, that's fair enough <laughs> yeah some days we do some days we don't um but we yeah probably from about nine till 12 is intense 
And then after that, like, then we have a massive break and, you know, and then we'll do some other stuff, like just to catch up on stuff we haven't covered, but, but it's hard. I don't know if I had twins and I was, you know, they were both kind of in the same year level, learning the same kind of stuff. Maybe I don't know. I don't have twins, but maybe it would be more manageable. I think it's just because I'm trying to manage two different year levels with two different things they have to learn. That first full week was really stress. Like it was really stressful. And I, you know, just had to revisit stuff like how do you pass a sentence and you know, Mm -hmm. what's a, like a past continuous, like, make these sentences into, you know, and then like, okay, let's do a persuasive writing piece, but you need to break it down into all this stuff. And it's really funny, right? Because you and I both know, like having come from, you know, years and years of having persuasive writing drummed into us. Yeah. But just doing it, like I wouldn't be able to explain some of the concepts in terms of like traditional English. Oh, well, it's not even that. It's that like, it, it's that they're, they're, they're talking about persuasive writing for grade three, four level. And that does not look like persuasive writing in real life. Yeah. Because at grade three, four level, you know, they have to use words like, you know, I definitely know that, that, that you know, just, you know, just stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, where do I find the balance of, let me teach you like, you know, so you can go along with the class or like, let me teach you real life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that sounds silly. No. Let's that's, talk about reciprocity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's talk about like that's one you're going to need to know. Also, scarcity. <laughs> next, next book on the list is Cialdini. <laughs> I think we're finding our groove slowly, but it is. I don't know. I, I'm I'm the kind of person that likes to do things properly and get through it and get through. You know, I want to make sure we've done writing and reading and a bit of maths every day. So man- managing all of that. Oh, it's, it's, it's full on. It's yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. But I will just add that I have over the years, I've thought about so many times I thought maybe like, maybe, maybe I should homeschool my children. And now I can finally lay that to rest. <laughs> I can finally say, I think that is a terrible idea. I have had the experience and I think my children are better off going to school. <laughs> I think a lot of people will be having that realization including myself. And I'm not even like, she's not at school. She's far from it. That's me. What about you? I mean, you've got her home. Yeah. Mine's different. Well, so I'm working three days a week. Um, well three days. (laughs) And then, you know, I've, I do one little like freelance project on the side and like we do the podcast as well. So, you know, um, and I always check in and stuff on my, on my off days. Of course you do. (laughs) Because I'm me. Um, But yeah, so she's two, as I mentioned earlier, like later this month. So it's, it is pretty, pretty full on. Like she's still napping, um, having one like decent nap a day. So that's instead of having a lunch break, I will use that half an hour to kind of put it down at 1130. And before that, like, I just make sure we get outside for a bit. um, Yes. Have like a resist the TV for as long as I can um, <laughs> give her some stuff to play with. That's like learning. And then I'll sit down with her a little bit and then I'll like focus on work. Um, and if I have meetings, then yes, I do put on the TV and of give course. her snacks because I just need to focus. Like it's okay for me to be interrupted when I'm doing writing work. It's not okay, but it's, it's, it's manage- doable. It's more manageable. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But one thing I don't like, I don't want to be, interrupted too much on calls and stuff like it it does happen often but if I can avoid it I'll try um 
yeah and then it's just like I think we're in like you said like a bit more of a groove now because it's been coming up to six weeks but in saying that I'm also just really run down I think um yeah it's yeah yeah, it's full-on and it's not forever and I fully appreciate that but and I do value this time that I get with her like it's probably going to be hard when she goes back to daycare to be honest as much as I'll be happy I'll be like oh I have to like let go of you all over again (laughs) um yeah that's right yeah but it's such a balance it's such a balancing act hey and it's such a back and forth pendulum of emotion (laughs) and I think that's just parenting in general not to get too into like this isn't a parenting podcast by any means no (laughs) um to get too preachy but I think that is like just maybe a lesson I'm learning full on right now what Um, have you been doing at work work's been awesome so um it's been busy um I definitely fill up my three days yeah Um, (laughs) oh look sorry sorry to interrupt but I think I kind of haven't really We've mentioned it in a few of the latest episodes, but I don't think we've kind of really, you you went from um, so, consulting. Yes, they were a client of mine and yep. they asked me to come on board. Um, it's Sendal for yep. anyone who doesn't know. Um, they asked me to They're come so on board awesome. a, a while ago now and, yeah, we teed it up um, probably six weeks ago, right yes. when this all started. Yeah, um, great. Which is great and also terrifying but um (laughs) yeah I've been loving it like I've loved it for a year so yeah it's not new to you it's just that it's kind of a bit more I'm just more yeah it's more official and I'm getting to meet a lot more people and being involved in a lot more things which is good like you know me sticking into everything (laughs) and the Enneagram 2 in you is like yes give me all the people I'm like does anyone want to have a meeting today (laughs) (laughs) I've been put on a couple of um project teams that launching a couple of things as well um and just doing a little bit more copy work in the ui which i really feel like that's my favorite at the moment um Ah, okay yeah kind of like what like just for people who aren't necessarily so in the actual (laughs) product um so it's what users will see as they're using the product not any like support stuff yes um although i do do that but and often it is to support what's in the ui yeah um because that's where the people struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And we've actually had some pretty good results with um, some of the like help center content linking oh. from the UI. And like, it's really validating to see those kind of results come through and be like, oh yeah, yes. I, I was part of that. Um, so and yeah, that's I, gotta be, I love that. <laughs> that's going to be one of the best parts of being in, like being long-term part of the yes. project. Because you don't just like, okay, I've done my part. And now I kind of don't, yeah, I kind of never get to see that again. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And cause it's been a year, like there's been a couple of times where, um, stuff that I worked on a year ago and I didn't really know the product as well as I do now, or I wasn't as comfortable mm-hmm. talking about it. And I look back at the emails, I'm like, damn girl, what were you thinking? So I've like rewritten those as well. So that's something that's really satisfying as well as like rewriting your own work, Yes, which I love as you become a little bit more confident. Um, absolutely oh totally yeah that yeah that's a great great part of it yeah but in saying that like um there is stuff that I do not know and I'm still learning every single day like new systems new tools um new like data analysis tools especially which like we're writers I'm not a numbers person but I'm learning to like analyze the numbers 
mm. to inform my writing, which has been like an ongoing process for me for years. What does your work look like at the moment? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> um, oh, very tiring. My work looks very tiring at the moment. Um, I most look mostly it's been a, when all of this kind of hit. So with Gig Super in particular, you know, we're, we're here trying to get self-employed people for who it is voluntary to contribute to their super because they're going to need money when they get old. Right. And, um, and that on, on a good day, <laughs> it's a bit of an uphill battle. Um, yeah. when people's, um, income has been impacted, you know, greatly, that is mm. even like an even harder job to do. So that, so it's been, it's been a massive, um, challenge, but also, um, also it's been quite, I think, you know, even some feedback that we've received, it's been quite eye opening for people because, you know, usually people are quite disengaged with their superannuation. Mm. People think of super like, oh yeah, you know, may, maybe like one day when I get old, but what, what your superannuation money is, is money for when you can't work. Mm. And this has probably been the first time in years, you know, hundreds of years that like people haven't been able to work, not because they got injured or they, you know, but because this thing hit us, right? This like global pandemic. And I think, you know, people have kind of woken up and been like, oh, okay. Self-employed people in particular, you know, I'm not stashing money away. And so what happens when I get to retirement mm. and I don't have, you know, and, it, and, and it's obviously different from industry to industry. And this is the part that we're still working on, right? Like digging into those insights and getting more data and information. Like, you know, you find the trades, like a lot of the tradies and stuff kind of, you know, they build houses and apartments and all that kind of stuff and, and have a business and I'm going to sell my business and that's how I'm going to retire. But a lot of the people who I'm in contact with, like, you know, the freelance writer or the freelance photographer mm. don't like have creative. a business to sell. Well, creative doesn't, won't have a business to sell at the end. And, you know, when you're in your thirties, it's great to be like, oh, I love what I do. I'm going to work forever. Mm. That's not, that's not really realistic when you get to 60, 70, 80 years old, when, yeah. you know, there are like, things have changed and, and maybe you don't won't even want to work like maybe you want to work forever now maybe you won't want to work forever then you know yeah, you all of that kind of back. stuff yeah. so yeah it's definitely been an uphill battle but I think there's been um there's been some opportunities to have those conversations and for people to really feel those conversations because we all know how difficult it is to get someone to connect themselves to their future self <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned it on any of the previous episodes but we we worked on um on a campaign around, you know, trying to kind of explain that with, with this whole, you can dip into your own super thing, self-employed people in general, I can't remember the stats, stats exactly off the top of my head. So nobody like quote me on this, go and find mm -hmm. the articles that we've like put out because that has the exact stats. But um, a 30 year old self-employed person is sitting at an average of about like 25 grant in their super and a 40 year old is a bit more than that so they like with what the government has offered they would literally be wiping out their entire mm. like it's really frightening right so scary 
which again, if you have to, you have to, like, there is no way of getting around yes. that. Like you need to survive. But if you don't, and, and look, then there's the other, the other side of that is that, you know, there's, there's massive perceptions. Like when you are in corporate world or when you've got an employer and when they're kind of sticking your money into super half the time, you, cause you don't feel that. And cause you're so disconnected from it. It almost doesn't feel like your money. Mm. And a lot of time, like that whole like plus super reference. Yes. Like, oh, my pay is whatever, 50, 50 grand plus super. It's like, no, no, that's all your money. But there's this weird, like the plus super bit is somebody else. Like, you know, that's mm. what the employer pays. It's like, no, no, that, that's what you earn. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas when you're self-employed and you are the one putting that money in, man, you it's are. It's harder to let go. Oh, it's, it's so cool. much harder to let go. But you're also more connected to it. You're also mm. more like, oh, I, I feel this and I know what this is. So, yeah. Yeah. Look, there's my little rant about uh, superannuation. And, <laughs> but it, it's been, oh, it, it's, it's been tough. It has been tough and I am yeah. not going to lie. It's been really tough. But I've also, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of um, people who are, you know, social media strategists and, and, and great at what they do. And I've seen a lot of like, don't disappear, don't disappear from, you know, getting in touch with people and stuff. And you know what? I've tried really hard, but there are, there are just weeks when I just have no time and no, I have nothing to say. Yeah. I, I don't think you should. I don't think you should show up on social media if you have nothing to say. I really don't. I'm a big believer in that too. Like when I first started out, I was like, I'm going to make an Instagram page and I'm going to post on it every day. And I did. And I look back at that content. I'm like, oh my God, I was saying happy Monday, folks. And it's like, what value does that add? Nothing. (laughs) Um, And I, I agree. I've been the same. Like I've been very absent on my business Instagram. Um, And I'm not proud of that, but honestly I have nothing to say like I have nothing really to disclose from work and I don't feel comfortable posting a lot of pictures of my daughter on that page anymore um but instead I just like spam my personal one (laughs) we're still a small team trying to manage everything and and I've really been more into you know we've been trying to add value so we've been trying to show up like I said we did that we did that piece about um self-employed super and we ended up on the project and yeah that was so cool it was really cool um but it took work took a lot of work to like you know put that together and then post that out and then we also did um I don't know if I mentioned that before either but we did um we did a webinar with a business coach and a tax accountant and it was really good oh it was it was really good and we got some really great feedback because we kind of covered um for sole traders Mm because a lot like our audiences, the, the ladies we teamed up with, our audiences are all either somebody who's like a solopreneur, like a solo, um, or, or is self-employed and kind of, you know, is not an employee, if that makes yes. sense. Like they're self-employed, they've got some employees, but they're not an employee. So they're still, still our target market. But um, yeah, it, it, it was great. We covered like you know, sole traders being eligible for JobKeeper and then we covered superannuation. We also covered mindset. And yeah, got great feedback, but, but it took a lot of work. And so just, you know, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm having to really channel, okay, like, you know, trying to manage homeschooling and work, I, I have to really pick like my energy goes here. So yeah, socials have just dropped off. <laughs> no, I think that's a smart way to work anyway. Like yeah. 
that you focus on the big ticket items that are going to get the most return in the long run. And maybe that is more behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Oh. And, and you mentioned, you know, rewriting some of your old stuff. Like that's what I've had to do with some of it, like some of our autoresponders and revisiting like some of those flows and really getting into that. And, you know, that were written so long ago and now we have like all this new, all these new insights and information and stuff that needs to be, it needs to be different. So yeah, it's satisfying. It is satisfying rewriting your own work and cringing at it. Yeah. But you can be (laughs) ruthless because it's yours. So that's like when I was doing it, I'm like, oh man, what was I thinking? Like, this is awful. And I wrote it like, (laughs) happy to wear that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of that side, but I did, um, did want to give a quick shout out to Dusk Mm -hmm. Linny from, um, the listening squad because I had a a name. Oh, isn't it beautiful? What an amazing name. Isn't it beautiful? Oh, and she, and you know what? She's such a beautiful person. Aww. Also an Enneagram too, might I add. Happy <laughs> <laughs> But um, so she's got, um, a, her business is called The Listening Squad. And she, oh, she's, she's a coach, but there's so, I'm learning just like, the array of what you do as a writer is so wide. So mm. are business coaches, right? Like yeah. they all kind of, oh, I'm sure there are some that kind of say they do everything, but they, they're all really good at the, the individual things that they do. And you kind of, you know, I need this and I need this. Anyway, I saw Dusk about One Tiny Tribe. Um, just because I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to do that for a while. And she, she was actually really good. She was like, look, you know, a lot of people are, you know, maybe a little bit panicky at this stage. Like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, and, and, and I was like, no, 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 I've wanted to do this for a while. And now is a good time to one support small business. (laughs) And two, I just, you know, I need some help with my creative outlet because that's really lacking. Yeah. You know, um, well, I was going to say, not the gig soup is not creative. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not creative. Don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> it's not creative. It's more strategic. And this is more like, yeah. So I had a really, really great session with her and just kind of, you know, where I, I just was more at like, what do I kind of do next and where do I go? And it's not something that she can tell me, but she is so good at drawing out of you the answers that you had, like, you know, those answers that you like, there's no way I could have drawn those answers out myself. No way. I yeah. could have sat there for months and tried to do nah. that. And in one, one hour session, my gosh, the stuff that we got through, I was just like, you are worth your weight in gold. That's She's so amazing. Good. She's really, really amazing. I like, yeah, couldn't, couldn't recommend her enough. She's so good. So, so that was really good. And I feel so much better about, about my little side hustle and yeah, this thing that used to be, used to be my business and now has gone back to being my side hustle. And, you know, are you yeah, still enjoying it's, it's, it? Well, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't. And that's kind of where I was like, Oh, you know, that's okay. Sometimes you come to points where you, know, you worked on something and maybe like it's not serving you any longer and maybe it's time to let it go. And this isn't the first time that I have questioned whether it's time to let it go, but, um, Oh, but, no, just that session with her made me, yeah, love it again. It is a creative outlet. Then there's no time frame. Like it's yours. You're the boss. Yes. Oh, totally. Totally. So, and it's a bit, yeah, yeah, it's a bit creative, a bit strategic. And I think what, I, what I've what i always loved about One Tone Tribe is it's been my 
playground and I've always used it, you know, whenever I wanted to test things or, mm. I mean, the whole thing started as, as pretty much a, a test. Like, can yeah. I take all the knowledge that I have that I have given to every employer I've ever had and can I make a business out of it? And yes, yeah. I could, you know, like, yeah. and so it's always been that, but it's just when you get into these, like, you know, the bottom of the highs and lows that you just kind of start to question things. And then, yeah, that session with her just, I don't know if I, if I could say it did one thing, it was made me go, man, I still know my shit. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and that do. is empowering. I hate that word. I hate the word empowering, but it is empowering. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Does that tie into how you're looking after yourself during this time, working on the creative side of your brain? I think so. Yeah. I, I, yeah, definitely. Because like I said, having to divide my day, I'm homeschooling and then I'm working and then I'm going to bed. Like that's it. That is, yeah. I, there's, there is nothing. I mean, you know, and we're feeding in the meantime. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But there's, there's food like, in there somewhere. There's food in there somewhere and maybe like and a coffee. five minute walk around the block. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, I definitely needed that. And I think I go to, and I go to that when, when I do feel these, I mean, I've never been in a global pandemic before, so I've never, yes. but, but whenever I go through times when I'm feeling the pressure, One Tiny Tribe is where I turn to for a release. It used Aww. to be playing my guitar, we, but that was before children, right? And then I had children yeah. and then you, I bring it out and they just destroy it. So I just haven't <laughs> touched that thing for a while. I'm just waiting till they're like, I don't know, old enough to either play their own or <laughs> yeah, move they're out. Like, Mum, play Oasis Wonderwall. Like every, <laughs> every campfire. Every campfire. <laughs> it's definitely been probably the only way of looking after myself. I'm not very good. I'm not very good at, at that. Yeah. <laughs> Which we've talked about before, right? It's like doing the work is another way, but because the work is now at home <laughs> at home and constantly interrupted and oh it's ooh, yeah. it's 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 yeah work isn't giving me as much of that that release as it yeah. was before yeah so so yeah that's um but i haven't started drinking <laughs> that's i think that's a good thing coming from my wednesday night <laughs> And I, sorry, I say that as in like, I haven't started drinking, as in like, I should be, I just mean like, I haven't had a drink and every, do you know, every week I'm like, Ooh, we should totally get ciders today. And then we don't for some reason. And I'm like, why? What? <laughs> Another weekend has passed and I haven't had a drink. I'm like, I don't know. I feel, yeah. I feel like I should at least have one drink while this I whole think, thing is going on. Yes. Right? Totally. Yes. And I it's totally cold. <laughs> it's wine weather. It is wine weather. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? I'm going to Pinterest how to do like mulled wine. That's what I'll Yum. do. Yum. Yeah, that's what that. I'll do. Yes. <laughs> and that's creative too because you can make it look really pretty. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then I can post on Instagram. I have something to say. <laughs> well, I can't say that I haven't had a drink because I have had a few. I keep swapping from this like really into my work and like having that flow session mostly while she's napping mm. um, and feeling really good and getting that uh, release. <laughs> That's yeah. the word you used. But, I know, um, I did. I, I know. And I just <laughs> didn't think about that um, at But all. getting that kind of like reassurance from that. Yeah. But then the next it's like I could lose my shit over like the smallest thing and feel yes. very overwhelmed. Yes. And, and I don't 
I'm usually pretty level-headed most of the time. My husband probably says something different, but... Um, he doesn't count. He doesn't count. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's more just like my brain is so busy at the moment. Like yeah. there's... Um, I was talking to my team about like the context switching at the moment is probably the major cause of that overwhelmed feeling. Yes. So like you'll be in one one project trying to get your head around something. And a lot of the stuff like is intense. Like it's quite hard to think of all the, you know, repercussions of one word or like that's the actual yep. functions of this product is quite high, not high tech, but like it's hard on the old brain. Yeah. Um, yeah Cause it's also intricate. Yeah, it is. So I think one thing I'm trying to do is just speak kinder to myself and my thoughts because yes. I can be very, very hard on myself. And, and we've spoken about this before. It's like, you know, I'm failing in both things, yes. being a parent and at work. And it's like, no, I'm not. I'm doing the best that I can. Just take a breather, go for a walk outside. Um, I've actually started jogging. It was after our um, episode with Anna when we yes. recorded that. I was like, oh, you know what? If Anna can get out with two kids, I'm going to get out. Um, How's it going? It's been going good. I haven't gone the last like a few days because I, I hurt my shins. Like, um, <laughs> your <laughs> so, shins, like yeah, like okay. a shin splints. And I'm like, oh man, I need to just like not go hell for leather. Not that I'm fast. It's like I use the term jogging very lightly, um, or running. <laughs> sorry, but I think it's just because like my body wasn't used to going running <laughs> for a while. This conversation has gone differently to what I thought, but that's nice. That's how our conversations would go if we were face-to-face at a coffee shop. Yeah, totally. Totally. And this is, and look, and I think especially at a time like this where people are working from home and having their whole lives sort of turned upside down and the real side is coming through, you know, people are not their work. You know, no. uh, or they are, and 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 it flows and ebbs and become. You know, it's it's all kind of interchangeable. And and I think this is, you know, this is a podcast about UX and about writing and about customer experience. But at the end of the day, we're the people behind it. And this is, you know, out there, there's a lot more tolerance for um, the human side of things, which is yeah. so good. Yeah, so good. I love, I love, love, love seeing the other side of my colleagues and the other like side of their lives and just getting to know them a bit better. Cause I am like, I would like to do that at work. And cause I am remote. I didn't, yes. I haven't had that opportunity, but now that everyone's remote, we're all kind of just like yep. surviving. Anyway, we are yeah. at the end. So <laughs> we, we are, are. Um, at, at the, uh, it's not really pop culture anymore. It kind of is. We did talk about Tiger King a while back. (laughs) Maybe things we would recommend. Yes. Yeah. Other people. That's a really good one. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Or not, or really strongly not recommend. Um, (laughs) Yes. Yes. Luckily I have two things I would recommend. I just um, literally finished today. I binged over the last 24 hours, um, the normal people series on Stan. So I, Oh, okay. Yeah. So I read the book uh, a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago. And loved it. It was very character driven, very like okay. internal monologues, that kind of thing. Um, it's by Sally Rooney, an Irish author, won all these awards. Like I'm sure most 
most people would have heard about it. Um, but the TV adaptation, I loved even more. It was just so oh, okay. good and just so much angst. Ah. <laughs> but it was just the dialogue's really well done. It's all set in Ireland, which is beautiful. Irish accents, beautiful. Um, awesome. So yeah, really recommend that if you can get on it. I haven't been reading a lot lately, but I did reread The Danish Way of Parenting, which is- I've heard so much about this. Yeah. It's, it, again, it's a quick, it's a, it's such an easy read. Oh, it's so just really digestible and easy. And just, I don't know, look, everybody, again, parenting is one of those things that like each to their own. Um, what they talk about really resonated with me when I first read it. This is probably the third time I've read it. I just oh, haven't wow. read it in a while. Yeah. But it's, um, oh, it's, just really good. And the reason I picked it up and, and kind of forced myself to read it was just because I was really struggling with all this like homeschooling stuff and trying to like manage everything. And they're like the very first section chapter, like the main, cause it's kind of broken up into six, six bits that make up the Danish way of parenting. Oh, sorry. For anybody who hasn't read it, um, the Danes have been the happiest people in the world for like something ridiculous, something like 40 years in a row. Mm, and so I was Danish. Oh, and, and, and one of the things, um, that, that the, it was written by, um, two people and one of them is not Danish, she's American, but she, um, but she's married to a Dane and kind of noticed that there was this, you know, just this way that, and there was no literature written on it. And so they kind of, she teamed up with someone and they dove in and kind of looked at, um, is dove even a word? I keep saying dove in. Um, (laughs) this just sounds so wrong. Um, yeah. And they looked at, uh, you know, there wasn't stuff written, but they kind of researched and found that there are actually these six elements that, that make up the Danish way of parenting, which in turn, you know, the, the, the children are happy and they grow into happy adults who make happy children who make happy adults. So like, and that's why they've had this continuous, that's why they're happy people. Is that and, like, I heard that quote on Bluey. Oh, <laughs> Well, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe Bluey they- read the Danish way of parenting. <laughs> Maybe they did. But um, but yeah, it, 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 it the very first section is all about like playing and how play is such an important part of childhood and how in lots and lots of Western countries, I mean, that was specifically talking about the US, but I mean, I think it definitely applies in Australia as well. Mm. Um, in lots of Western countries, play is like, it's almost like it's seen as um, a break from learning, which is the wrong way to look at it because kids learn through playing yes. the best. So, so, and so play has gone down over the years and, you know, kids are like doing all these extracurricular activities plus being forced to like, you know, like do more learning and extra tutoring and extra, you know, and then like there's karate classes and soccer practice. And I mean, and, you know, obviously like, the kid is into something they love doing it you should absolutely do that but and it wasn't you know it doesn't talk about not letting your kids do extracurricular activities it just is more around kids need play Mm. and in um, Denmark they even have like in the lower schools like the lower grade schools they've got they I think do school till two o'clock and then from two until three or three thirty or whatever it is they um they literally just do play like that's Oh, so good. Yeah. So I, I reread it more to kind of reassure myself that like I just need to lay off and just let the kids play more and not be so worried about what we've covered and what we haven't covered. And Yeah. 
you know. And I think your kids are already naturally inquisitive and smart. Like from what I've seen, you guys have always fostered that in them. Like you take them to museums all the time and I'm sure it's, you know, you provide context and learning around that as well. So I think they'll be fine. (laughs) We're too hard on ourselves. Let's just have a wine and chill the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah. I'm on board with that. I'm on board with that. And it's time. It's time. (laughs) It's time. Actually, it is. I have to go make dinner. Yes, me too. (laughs) Jokes. I'm ordering Indian. (laughs) Nice. That's the end of today's episode. We'll see you back here for season four. Um, We're going to take a couple of weeks off just to get through this time. Um, We'll be back with something a little bit different. We think you'll enjoy it, um, our kind of structure for next uh, season but in the meantime hope you guys stay safe and well and if you need to get in touch with us just uh, search for a table at the back podcast on instagram that's probably your best bet otherwise you can send us an email Um, both our contact details are in the show notes all right bye guys